0: Hello, thanks for joining us here at Animal Cafe, the place to meet with friends, bring your dogs, and have a great conversation with our guests. On Monday, at AnimalCafe.co, you'll find a new interview with someone working to better the lives of animals. Then on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we meet in the chat room to go beyond the interview and get answers to your questions. I'm your host, Mary Haight. With me are fellow hosts, Eric Gobelbecker, Dr. Lori Houston, and Edie Girolam bloggers all check our website animalcafe.co for guest and host profiles we hope to see you here every wednesday so sit back get comfortable and enjoy the show
1: Today I'm going to be talking with Mary Alice Pampuchius, the creator of the Dog Jaunt blog, which details her travels with Chloe, her adorable Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and which covers all aspects of traveling with a small dog. Welcome, Mary Alice. Thanks so much, E. I'm delighted to be here. So I just wanted to uh, start a few questions uh, with the beginning, and um, how old was Chloe when you first started traveling with her? She was just four months old and in fact her first trip
0: um, ever was when I came down to pick her up and bring her back from
1: her breeder in San Diego to our home in Seattle. And was she a good traveler from the start? You know, she threw up three
0: times in the car on the way on the way from her breeder to the San Diego airport, and I thought I thought uh, that she would not be a good traveler. But as soon as she got to the airport, she was quiet and easy, and she's never been a
1: bit of trouble since. Well, that's encouraging. <laughs> So how did you come to start writing a blog about traveling with her, and how did it come to take the direction that it did, um, kind of more informational as opposed to anecdotal? <laughs> well, that, it was that trip. You know, I, I had
0: never had a dog as an adult, so I, and I knew that I had to bring her back from San Diego to Seattle, and it had to be by plane. Um, and it had to be by myself. So I went online to look for how-to guide. what carrier do you buy, what... Do you do the carrier to prepare your dog? What do you do to do the dog to prepare? And there was nothing. There's a lot more now. Um, But at the time, there was nothing. There were some very vague, um, general kind of instructions on buy a carrier and make sure your dog is comfortable with it. But there was nothing really detailed the way I wanted. So after... Uh, going through that trip with her we spent the first month that we had her going on two more long trips and over the course of getting ready for those and doing them I learned so much that I that I ended up uh creating the blog is kind of a notebook for all the things that we had done and that had worked and that hadn't worked and kind of to remind myself for the future. And then, of course, I'm married to a geek, uh, a software engineer, and um, his first instinct is always to write a blog and share your information. So
1: so he set me up, and off I went. Wonderful. Well... um... Did you find a lot of information on the internet, or do you find that you're having to provide a lot of it yourself and um, start start from scratch in some in some cases? Well, at that
0: time, I really found nothing. I, I was um, I ended up asking a friend, uh, to be honest, who traveled a good deal across the country uh, with her cats for suggestions on how to keep. Um, uh, a dog comfortable in, a, in cabin on a plane, um, and the rest of it I kind of created as as we went along. Now, of course, there are more sites. There are some some very useful sites about finding uh, pet friendly places to go and places to stay. Um, we have a mutual friend, uh, Amy and Rod Booker, who has Go Pet Friendly, who has a very useful uh, site about finding. Uh, Uh, dog friendly hotels and uh, there are resources now that there weren't so much back then
1: but I don't know if there's much exactly like dog jaunt out there no, I, I think it's uh, pretty unique. You you bring, um, well, you, you mentioned that Walter was a geek, but you have a certain geekiness uh, <laughs> yourself in your uh, measuring things. Um, oh, yes. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, you've been measuring airline seats, uh, for example, most recently without <laughs> Chloe, and you take notes on airport relief areas. Um, you have all kinds of very detailed information, Um, and I'm wondering, specifically with the measuring of uh, airline seats and taking notes in the relief areas, do people engage you in conversation about what you're doing, or do they just give you odd looks? I, I get some odd looks. The, well, with the pet relief areas,
0: I don't get a lot of odd looks because there generally aren't that many people near them or, or even in them. Um, so I'm usually on my own taking pictures and and uh, making notes. But the underseat spaces on airplanes, um, I've been making uh, a, a, a collection of of measurements for people who want to travel in cabin with their with their dogs. So in their carrier is going to fit in the available space on a given plane. And that does attract attention. You know, sometimes I reach a a row and it's empty and I can swing myself on the ground and scrabble around with my tape measure. But sometimes there's, you know, one person already there. And they're generally very... Nice. You know, they do give me an odd look when I start bending over and measuring, but I always explain that I have this dog travel blog. And My favorite, actually, was one guy who my husband and I had sat down in a three-seat row, and I measured Walter's space, and I measured my space. And I started doing my tape measure web because I realized I couldn't impose on him like that. And I looked over, and he had moved his his his, uh, his carry on and his knees out of the way, and he crammed himself into a corner so that I could measure the windows. Oh. It was adorable.
1: <laughs> That's a very nice story.
0: <laughs> but everybody have a dog. You know, they don't have a dog now. They had one when they were a child, and I mean, it's hard not to like somebody who's. You know, getting wet in the face and measuring things all for the sake of a dog.
1: Well, you know, that's you bring up an interesting question. Um, Not everybody seems to be totally happy about the idea of bringing pets on planes. Have you? ever encountered the opposite you seem to uh suggest that you've encountered a lot of friendly people um but i'm i'm thinking that there are some people who are pretty grouchy about it and
0: have you not well, there are you, you and i have both seen comments especially on stories about in cap and dogs that are just hateful really i have not encountered any haters um Maybe it's because Chloe's. she really is quiet. She's a, she's a very quiet, it's hard to tell sometimes that she's been there. But I think it's really luck. I, I believe there are people flying that really dislike the idea and are, are worried about it.
1: Does Chloe ever make an appearance? Because I was going to say she is an exceptionally charming dog a very lovely dog oh. so I would imagine that she's a great ambassador for travel Oh, thank you. Well, she, she's not allowed to. Uh, officially, you are not allowed to
0: let your dog or any part of her out of her carrier during flight. You can um, stick your arm into her carrier, and I do that a great deal uh, uh, to keep her company and remind her that everything's fine. But um, you're, it, it's, it's not allowed to let bits of her stick out. So what I do recommend is that people carry a picture of their dog um, on their phone maybe or even a hard copy, although I think nobody does that anymore. But and my cell phone opening picture is of Chloe, and I can show that to people saying, here's what's down there. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's really, I think, her her best ambassadorship is how quiet she is. People really appreciate that.
1: I think that's uh, that's right. Well, you've um, traveled mostly in the United States, but you've also traveled to Europe with Chloe. And I'm wondering yes. if you could compare the experiences uh, between between the between traveling abroad and traveling in the U.S. Well, it was went to Paris
0: so far with her, um, mm-hmm. but, it, but it, it was it was much easier to be in Paris with her than it is to be anywhere here, even in a pet-friendly town like New York, because of the restaurants. It was it's 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 hard to find a restaurant that won't take her, so. When you're traveling, when I'm traveling, when we're traveling, in the U.S., we always have to think, all right, lunch is coming up, dinner is coming up, what are we going to do with the dog? Are we going to wear her out ahead of time so she'll sleep in the hotel in her crate? Are we going to... Do, do the sleazy and put her in with her stealth bag and stick her under our chair with all the anxiety that's attached to that but in paris we could set off in the morning start walking and when lunchtime came around know that she'd be welcome to sit under our chair we'd
1: have lunch we'd keep going it was inside a relief pardon me? inside Inside, yes. You so take, she, wow. You, you, you,
0: it's, we have Parisian friends, and they told us that it would be courteous to stand in the door and say, you know, ask in French if it was okay to bring the dog in. But every place we asked, they said, oh, no, of course, bring her in. So she came in next to us and sat under our chair or sat under the table. Um, in in one place, they bought her a water bowl. It, it was very – she was either uh, – perfectly accepted or fussed over.
1: Oh, wonderful. Now now you have to tell us, how do you say in French, can I bring my dog inside? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, it's going to, all right, here we go. You stand in the door
0: wearing a scarf and you say, je peux entrer avec mon petit chien? And they say, of course. Now, much more beautifully than I said that.
1: and <laughs> uh, you have to have a small dog to say that, of course. Well, no. when I, I, I the place we went to, we were speaking to, to the,
0: the, uh, this, the, the waiter about how pleased we were that we could bring her in. And she was telling us that somebody had come in with what sounded like a great game, this enormous, that she was gesturing up by her chest, this enormous dog. And, um, and had, it had tucked itself away as best it could, but it was still occupying a good deal of intertable space.
1: But I don't think it's just small dogs. Really? But you, you would have to come up with... With another f- phrase, then petite Chien. Right, <laughs> my
0: enormous call, Chien.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds wonderful. Um, and how about the transatlantic flight? Was that a challenge, or was it? Um, did she sleep through most of it? She slept. I mean, she was,
0: She. She slept, and she. Um, there was a. a it's a, 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 a wonderful moment when we realized that the uh, Dulles airport has an airside, um, like this, the, 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 the useful side of security, pet relief area. Um, so we didn't, we, we had a, a layover in Dulles, in Seattle to Dulles and Dulles to um, Paris. And, uh, was we thrilled to find that Dallas has a, a, a pet relief area on this set of security. So we didn't have to exit, find the outdoor relief area, come back in through mm. security, which we couldn't have done. We just didn't have enough time. So that saved our bacon. She used the bathroom in Dallas and then held it beautifully until we got to Paris. And um, then. We're trying though to teach her how to use pee pads. We've never, we never taught her that because we had the side yard. We just swung her, you know took her out there and said, oh, "We trained her to use the outdoors." And now I'm trying to train her to use pee pads because if your turnaround time is really tight, a good solution is to take your dog, your small dog, into the um, the largest stall and put down several pee pads and let her do her thing. But of course for clearly it's still a work in
1: progress (laughs) I was going to ask how that's been working out I know you were trying that so have you been at all successful once
0: so Seattle also has a airside pet relief area and on a recent trip we just arrived at the went through security, we had breakfast, I figured let's just stop there and see what happens, and by God, the girl peed on her had and I just about
1: wept. <laughs> but I haven't tried it since. Um, well, you had that one success, and I, I suppose resting on your laurels for now is, is <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> Well, um, small dogs are easier to take along than large dogs, that's that's for sure. Um oh, yeah. But it's still not always easy, as you described with the pee pads, to travel with them. And I'm just wondering what are some of the biggest challenges you encounter with Chloe and how do you deal with them? Well, you've, you've heard them. The biggest
0: challenges are finding... Figuring out a way for her to use the bathroom en route, especially on a very, very long trip, um, and the other challenge is figuring out uh, what to do with her when you find a place that will not—that's not, not dog friendly. What? How do you juggle uh, your your wish to have a complete vacation with um, the fact that you have a dog along? And the, the using the bathroom on route thing is is tricky. There uh, there are three or four hotel, hotels, airports that I know of that have airside pet relief areas, and I hope that that trend will grow. I I am Chloe's not a service dog. I don't have any conditions that would prevent me from rushing outside and letting her use the bathroom, but. The, Pet relief areas are really meant for for people who do have service dogs and might have conditions that would slow them down a bit, and um, and so it seems it makes sense to me that, that the pet leaf areas would be in a more convenient location for especially for those travelers. Hmm. So I'm hoping that will catch on. The yes. one it it's us is just like a free breakaway for sure. Something.
1: Well, Mary Alice, you mentioned the challenges that you've had about bringing Chloe into places, even though neither of us can imagine that she wouldn't be welcome everywhere. Apparently, she's not. And I wonder if you ever deal with that challenge in a a way that, um, shall we say, is a little bit stealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we try
0: try to choose activities that are dog friendly, of course. And um, if we find ourselves uh with with, with, a, with a choice that uh, that isn't dog friendly you have to we, we find ourselves making um a, 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 a choice either either we'll take her for a long walk and put her in a crate and she and she'll be comfortable in there for several hours which which frees us up for big chunks of time or there have been times when I have put her in what I call her stealth bag. Her, She has a large messenger bag that she just fits into. She's quite a large, small dog. So, um, How much does many, she weigh? She's 13 pounds, uh-huh. about the size of a cat, which is pretty big for a small dog. So we have one bag that works and looks more like a large computer bag than anything else. And if I see... It's such a tricky thing to do because you don't want to break the rules and you don't want to cause other people upset or 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 health problems although you know, that's a, a debated point but recently we were in Long Beach for example and wanted to go on the Queen Mary Tour. Um, it's a self-guided tour, and we couldn't leave her in the car. And I, I never do leave her in the car. It, it was warm there, but even if it wasn't, I wouldn't leave her in the car. So I made a choice to stick her in her stealth bag and put her over my shoulder, and I think it was the right choice. but very open space; um, nobody was in close. Nobody was close to her. I don't believe that even the most sensitive allergy sufferer could have been hurt by her, and she just. I hung her. She sat in her carrier over my shoulder, and we walked over the parking shift.
1: Yeah, so oh. I, I understand. Well, the last question I, um, I wanted to ask you was about traveling safely. I know that that's very important to you, um, both your safety and uh, your family's safety and Chloe's safety. And I'm just wondering, um, is it a problem balancing safety with comfort, or is, uh, have you found many ways of doing that that, um, that are successful? You're right. Safety's always been
0: um, um, something I'm keenly concerned about for her and for us. Mm-hmm. And we, we, I think I've found some good choices that, that work. Um, at home, of course, it's, it's, it's easy. We, we have, a, um, I have a big padded car seat or a car platform for her. And it has a, her harness and seat belts are in place. I just flop around her platform and put her in her harness and off we drive. Um, when she's flying she has a uh, an excellent carrier. I really I really believe that I should be getting some kind of kickback from sturdy bags from all the recommendations I give but I don't. I do not get any kind of kickback. I'm sure. so I like her carrier very much um, and it keeps her secure under the seat. It actually works well in the car if we need to really restrain her but I have a great um, a harness and seat belt Combination that work in rental cars. The 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 end of the harness clicks into that latch bar that baby seats click into, and it gives her just enough room to to lie down and sit up and curl up. But um, I actually tested it recently. I had to stop very
1: suddenly in Long Beach, and um, and she was fine. She was surprised, but she was fine. Well, wonderful. And um, same same thing with flying. You Well, I guess that's, there are specific regulations, and you have to have a certain size carrier. Is there anything specific that you do to make her more comfortable within the carrier, besides, you know, poking your finger occasionally and, and <laughs> saying hi? Well, i yeah, patting her a great deal.
0: I swapped out the pad on the bottom of the carrier for a sticker pad. Sometimes... Um, I don't know if it helps, but, but there is a, oh, you know that split-away for cats? It's a, 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 um, a reassuring synthetic hormone for cats, and there's mm-hmm. one for dogs that I can never remember. I think it's called
1: Rescue DAP. Remedy? Oh, DAP, vitamin. yes, that's right. No, a rescue remedy is something else that's a uh, herbal. Right,
0: in the water. You drop it in the water and mm-hmm. they can drink it noticed a big difference, in the totally with that, but it's worth trying. And I have to this DAP, I think it's called, for dogs, comes mm-hmm. in little um, handy wipes, and I've wiped it around the inside of her carrier just to, you know, give her whatever comfort it offers. Um, but mostly, she, just, she doesn't have a problem with, with getting into her carrier. She doesn't... Uh, she's pretty good in there she's only started fussing a little bit because on a recent trip well not so recent now we were right over the wheels and she had been sleeping and when the wheels dropped down to land I think it shocked her so Ever since I've made a point of patting her during landing because she got a little rattled at one time.
1: Well, I, I would but, like uh, to have somebody to pat me during landing. I, oh, get, yes. I get kind of rattled <laughs> myself, so I, I, think, uh, I think it's, it's actually, you know it's, it's, If you're dispensing comfort, your your own
0: anxiety becomes secondary. I, I'm not a happy flyer myself, but when I'm curled up and patting Chloe under this, under her feet, um, my my
1: focus is elsewhere, and it really—it actually helps. Well, so now we—we we know flying with the dog is as as good for the uh for the passenger as it is for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is yet another reason to travel with your pet. <laughs>